Hello one and all, and welcome to the 191st episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on July 24th, 2022. On the podcast today is a man who went to a wedding? Went camping? Went to a camping wedding? Andrew Clark. Uh, so, f- first off, what you have to understand is that it was not actually a wedding it was a vow renewal for a couple that got married six months ago. Um, That's live, a quick turnaround. They live like COVID on, related, or no? They live on the other end of the, co- the country. Uh, they're both from, you know, Wisconsin. They're from this area, and uh, one of them got a job out in. I won't, you know, I don't want to give any details away but like give the details uh got a job out west um uh, i will say it is a state where weed is legal um because hey, down to because he brought like five giant tins full of weed gummies to pass out to people it's not how that works but okay. um, mm, <laughs> that's uh, a crime that's a yeah, misdemeanor yeah, yeah no federal, absolutely i'm sure he federal did. crime i would know state lines that's fed yeah that's totally no fed. no it's mm. a fe- no i mean like but you know it's Less likely you'll get caught if you don't fly them through the airport. Oh, um, they drove? They, I, that's what I'm saying. They must have because I wouldn't have risked a fucking oh, no, I wouldn't federal have crime. I've heard many people who have done that exact thing, though. I, and I'm not sure that they yeah. fully understand the legal ramifications. Yeah, I mean, he did, he did like, when I said, like, yo, you got these all the way over here? He, he did say, like, yeah, my brother-in-law once tried to sneak a bunch through an airport then you know freaked out and ate like all five of his gummies and then was comatose on a plane ride all the way over to italy yeah but but i I never i never thought to ask him if he drove or flow uh flew Um, but anyway yeah so it was uh so they had like their wedding which was just them and like their parents um and that was a couple months ago and then their like wedding reception was in wisconsin with all the people they actually knew because they hadn't lived out there very long mm-hmm. um and so they invited us to that uh, i know this guy from work uh good guy stayed in touch with them and we got out there and it's like his family's land like dozens of acres and a lake it's like an estate and then so they said like if any of you guys want to like stay and like not drive to a hotel we have like big patches of land that are kind of perfect for pitching tents so we did that it was fun so <laughs> so it was just a party it, in your uh in well, your they, message they did, the other night they did a like a mini ceremony that lasted like seriously two minutes where they like renewed their vows they said them again and then we had dinner but you weren't dressed for a wedding you were in camping Dress code casual was garden party casual uh, I what did see, <laughs> I saw one guy wearing a suit and I saw several people wearing camo. Um, and I wore khakis and a polo shirt. That's Garden, the closest thing. Party, Neither of us could figure out what the fuck that meant. And we talked to five other people that night. They're like, what the hell is garden party casual? It's someone's backyard, not a formal dinner. Clothes that are too tight or too loose do want to avoid. Opt for something comfy with a hint of class. Um... The, the groom's sister wore a skin-tight suit that uh, exposed almost all of her boobs, except for the nipples. So I, I don't know if that was what garden party casual was or not. 
a swimsuit or uh... a dress, like a very short dress. Um, and then just like a couple hours later, changed into sweatpants and a bra. Maybe that's garden party casual. I don't know. She it was the like one garden... passing out the drugs. Ah, right. It looks like garden party casual is just don't look like a slob. Like, I, like yeah. go to a party that's like imagine that there's yeah like champagne and stuff being served, but like don't dress up. Like just something with buttons, like and then probably not shorts. And yeah, for women, more like like a dress. Like that's it. I just just don't look like a slob, basically. You know what, Andrew? Credit to the. I'm sorry. Did you say that was the groom's sister? Yeah. One of the top results, this dusty, floral, sheared back cami dress, that is, like, they are out in that hey, one, so maybe that's hey, appropriate attire. No, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I do not know what garden party casual meant at the time, and I saw that and thought, maybe that's what it is. Oh. Maybe that's what it was, and I'm overdressed. I don't I, know. Yeah, did you, were you compelled to let, I gotta pop it off, I gotta, I gotta get them out now, if other people are... I, d- I, undid. Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> I undid a button on my okay shirt. i undid a button no no dong out <laughs> look i'd be lying if i didn't think about it yeah <laughs> it looks like no ties like, okay yeah, just a something with buttons polo or like a dress shirt and then uh fucking pants that's about it any pants even jeans some some of these people have jeans i've seen a couple rompers um yeah, also a question for you weed boys how much is 10 milligrams in a gummy? Is that a lot or a That's little? normal. That's, that's the normal. Yeah. Normal? Okay. I, I usually do half. Oh, yeah. Half, half gets you like, okay, three quarters will hit you. Like if you want to get high, a full 10 milligram gummy will, that'll, uh, that'll send you if you're not used to, I, to weed. Yeah, I, <laughs> the first weekend I was in uh, Los Angeles, or maybe it was like the first Monday or something. I, obviously very stressed. Took a standard edible, and my tolerance had gone to shit that month I was in Wisconsin because I was just in bed after that, and that was good. I needed that rest and rejuvenation. I needed to make myself do nothing, but, uh, oof. Yeah, I think the Delta 8 gummies that I got are, like, 15 milligrams, but also right. it's Delta 8. It's Delta like, 8, yeah. It's I know it's supposed to, supposedly less strong than, like, regular THC, but I don't know, like, to what scale— and those, those made me very sleepy and very very relaxed. Smoking Wait, they, on that shit that killed Aaron Hernandez. Why would they, why would they put a COVID variant in a gummy? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's what gets you high, man. Oh. It's the the virus, the concentrated virus. Smoking on that shit that killed over a million Americans. Oh. Yeah. Also on the podcast today, we have a man who will uh, not drop the fact that he has a job in TV to get free drinks at a bar, but his friends definitely will. Ryan Holtz. Uh, I feel like everyone has a job in TV. That's fair. I don't know. Is, is that bad? It's like the, it is probably problematic because it reminds me of like when white people are like, I treat everyone the same. I treat them like they're all white. You know, like... <laughs> I, I just assume that everyone works in TV, and that's how I live my life. Is like, yeah, this random person that I'm meeting for the first time probably works in my industry, and I need to not immediately, yeah, like, start dropping shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's probably m- problematic. Everyone's middle class and has more cars than what they can fit in their garage. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, everyone's parking their 
fucking mm. Corvette that looks like a Ferrari in the in their driveway because <laughs> in the garage is their G wagon and their uh, and their Chrysler s- 300 that they made <laughs> look like a Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Here's my uh, Corvette that looks like a Ferrari and my Chrysler that looks like a Bentley. Yeah. Um, I am all about the fake riche. Uh, shout outs to Pat. Salt of the earth. Hope good things happen for him. He was also very grounded about telling us about this project, about him, uh, his place in all of this. Because he flat out said, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I hope it gets picked up, but I played the lead, so I'm going to get replaced if it gets picked up. That's just how this works. They're going to put a name in there. Uh, Interesting. And also, I've worked in bars enough to know that dude was just looking to get rid of a nearly empty tequila bottle and was like, ah, these guys principally did me a kindness and have spent a good amount of money here. There you go. Does Pat have an ownership stake in the bar? I think he was for, he was like a manager, a bar manager for a stretch. But now that uh, he's getting uh, some kind of acting work, I think he's dropped back down to just a bartender. Ah. Yeah. Took that demotion to Chase's dream. Power to him. Yeah. Power to Pat. Also, hi, I'm Lucas DeRider. Uh, uh, some other third thing for me. I don't know. I accidentally just turned the flashlight on my phone on as I was picking it up to, to, I don't know, receive inspiration. You you uh, figure out people's coup strategies after you're dead and then yes. tell the remaining people who are still alive that coup strategy. Andrew, have you ever played the, uh, the game Coup? No. It's fun. we got to bring it to the wedding. It is like a, a lot. Li- it's a board game or what? Yes. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's like a tabletop. cardboard. Yeah, tabletop game. It was in Bored as Hell. Oh. You remember Funhouse? Or you didn't watch Bored as Hell, did you? No, I didn't watch very much of it. I'm going to start now. I, I've seen yeah. the last couple that they've done, and I really like their we, RPG to stuff. Get, right. To get Angel into Coup, I showed her the Bored as Hell episode. It was it was an Adam doing his best episode. Like, he, he, was, <laughs> he did have some pretty good lines and stuff in there, and it felt awkward to laugh at adam kovic oh like, being genuinely funny and like personable <laughs> and having a good rapport with all the members of funhouse but yeah it's a good one it's definitely a good episode but yeah it's a it's like a social uh what like a social reading type game like you can lie to your friends and manipulate them and i love doing that i do it all the time them. yeah yeah Ryan had a very interesting strategy to bide his time until one of the two remaining players eliminated the other. And then from a seemingly a position of weakness, he was going to strike. But uh, maybe because of me pointing out that strategy or just uh, the, the little bit of showiness involved in the strategy, they caught wise to it and it did not play out, unfortunately. So you failed is is what... Lucas is saying, Ryan. It was it was a fun idea. It Basically, was a gambit. there's a card. Yeah, there's a card called the Ambassador. You only get two cards, and you're allowed to use the Ambassador to switch to a different card in the discard pile. Because there were so many of us, there was only five cards in the discard pile, and I quickly figured out that there were three ambassadors in those five. <laughs> so I just kept <laughs> switching every turn instead of like trying to get income or trying to like steal anything like that every single turn i would just switch 
uh, my card out. And there was also one assassin in there. So I was trying to time it out so that basically they'd kill each other. I could take two coins, have enough for an assassination, and kill the remaining one. I, I think that Maria and Angel's issue was that they weren't thinking outside of the box enough, especially Angel. Although, look, Angel won in the end, so mm-hmm. it didn't matter. They were both playing it pretty straight with the cards that they were dealt uh, instead of also being cheeky like I was and just playing whatever because it would have been hard to call us out because you would have been risking your entire game to challenge someone. So if they would have gotten wild with it too, then that would have also blown up my plan. But instead, they played it straight and still blew up my plan. So oh well, Hmm. it's a fun game. It's good with a lot of people. We'll have a good time with it, hopefully. But yeah, watch watch the Funhouse uh, board is held with uh, with Koo. It's a great episode. And then uh, I don't know. Try to get over the fact that Adam Kovic is a yeah. I don't know. I, I it's a little problematic. <laughs> oh, are you past that? Have you not? Like, are you able to watch old Funhouse videos? I I haven't tried. I mean, I oh, like, like shortly afterwards, I tried watching an old video and it like really fucked with me at the time. So like, I just kind of swore it off. I'm yeah. not going to watch old Funhouse videos that have him in it. But, I don't know, maybe I'll be over it. Maybe I'll is be hurt still... again. Aww. <laughs> is he still working with uh, that one guy? I don't Will know, Boyd, I've Aaron completely ignored him. Mm, he's got a Twitter. It's protected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's contender. That's contender for an episode title. He's got a Twitter. It's protected. He's also got a Patreon. Null plus void. Boo. Yeah, with Aaron Marquis. I don't think they have it public how much they uh, are making. Mm. $20. God, that's baiting a tip jar. Yeah, at a certain point, you just gotta, like, if you, like, want to be successful in that position, you gotta roll with it and be like, we're standing up for the anti-woke portion of YouTube. Don't you want to stop all these fucking snowflakes oh what i committed a little workplace sexual harassment Ooh, i came on my friend's computer equipment big fucking deal so what i filmed my wife having sex without her consent and posted it online big fucking deal i i'm just now learning about about that last one that is a big deal yeah right the biggest deal actually uh okay um i don't know i've just like have any YouTubers really publicly tried the, oh yeah, I went to rehab and I'm okay now stint? I'm sure. I don't think they can afford rehab. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'd have to be a big time. Like, uh, it's fair. They usually just say, like, I've educated myself or, like, I've right. grown because of this and I'm ready to yeah. be better. I guess. Let's not ever talk about it again. And if you bring it up, I'll deny it. I'll block you. <laughs> I guess, yeah, as I get older, as I get more aware of the scene, I'm realizing more and more that, like, the Funhouse-style YouTubers, very fun job, very cool job. No, make shit. That's maybe (laughs) 60K. Oh, no. You don't think so? Like, for the channel manager, like, the like, for example, Bruce in the situation, probably, like, 80. Yeah. The rest of them, like, 45, 50. Like, yeah, like, barely, barely scraping by by in L.A. Like, like, you have to be doing other stuff. Yeah, which they are. I know that's yeah. for a long time. James and Elise were like splitting a one-bedroom apartment in Burbank and commuting all the way to Culver City, like 
just because that's what they could afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fucking rough, man. So yeah, no, it's the that that's kind of so I don't like Gary Vaynerchuk, but like whenever I go on fucking LinkedIn, there's a bunch of like wannabe hustle CEOs yes, that post him. He had one good take, which was like, I don't think that bosses like of these giant corporate conglomerates realize how many micro influencers there are out there. Like they're like, oh, it's a it's a lottery ticket. You're never gonna be the next PewDiePie. You're never gonna be the next fucking ninja who's making millions and millions. And they're like, and he's like. Yeah, but they're not realizing so many people are comfortable barely scraping by at, yeah, like 40K a year as like a micro influencer. Mm-hmm. If that means they don't have to fucking work a bullshit nine to five. Yep. Like, the, the workforce is going to be greatly reduced by the people that, yeah, sure, they're probably never going to be the biggest, the next big thing on TikTok. But if they can make a small living, they choose to do that every day of the week over. Working some shitty office job. <laughs> like, yeah. The internet's not great, but it's there in like rural Wisconsin, rural Michigan. You yeah. factor in cost mm-hmm. of living there, and mm-hmm. yeah, a couple thousand followers, a couple thousand regular views. That's yeah, borderline sustainable. On on Twitch, you literally just need like maybe two hundred dedicated viewers, and that's that mm-hmm. can be a full time job. Like that's that's all it takes, man. You, you hit him. You hit him with an ad. You say like, "Hey, I'm going to the bathroom." Like y'all, y'all watch this ad quick or don't. Like you can like go to the bathroom too. Like we'll time it up. Like, but yeah, let let me just make a quick buck here so that you guys don't have to donate for the next hour or whatever. Yeah, mm. like, it's 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 feasible, but yeah, not not the type of living where you can drop thirty k a week to. Stay in some Malibu rehab facility or whatever. Nope. To recreate Squid Game or whatever nonsense <laughs> Mr. Beast is about now. I, uh, I yeah. mean, look, man, you can't knock the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Mr. Beast could be so much shittier and still be the same level of influential. Yeah. He is definitely, like, putting the fucking work in. Like, these videos are not, like, no. shitty. Oh, I lock myself in a Walmart for 10 hours anymore. Like, they're... <laughs> He goes to some fucking lengths nowadays. I talked to Mac Miller through a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we are in a position to move into news of the week. Um, Activision Blizzard employees walked out in protest of the company's lack of response to the overturn of Roe v. Wade and broader workers' rights issues. Um... That's the latest and ongoing series of news stories related to this uh, political development and also everything that's nonsense at Activision Blizzard right now. We don't have to get too far into it. A fun one, though, is that... (laughs) Not that one. This next one is fun. (laughs) Minecraft will not feature NFTs or any similar blockchain griffs. This is not a news story. (laughs) <laughs> the, the company announcing that they aren't going to do this thing that other people don't like is, I don't know, that's not a news story. Come on. No, it's fun to talk about. It's like, oh, what, the one game that's about blocks isn't going to utilize the blockchain? It's where it would be appropriate. It's where it would make sense. But uh, the issue is that in Minecraft, the blocks are not finite. That's, oh. That's the core of blockchain. My, uh, Minecraft is a procedurally generated uh, world there's you you there'll never be a limit on supply you'll Wait. you'll have runaway inflation 
I'm sorry, you're telling me you can fudge the blocks in Minecraft? Yeah, these are wow. those are some fungible fucking tokens. I tell you what. You literally just run in a straight line for I I can't remember. Someone someone did it. Some fucking mad lad did it until like the game broke. But this was also back in like Minecraft beta days, oh. so they very well might have increased yeah. the world procedural it's, limit. Yeah, no, it's procedurally but, generated. In theory, it could go yeah. forever. I don't know if it has some some guy did it in the beta where he held like he artificially held down his W key for I want to say it was like two or three weeks, and he oh. <laughs> Sounds like a dying cow. I, I, I think it's some dude on a souped-up dirt bike? I even know. Fun. It's weird. Yeah. But anyway, it was like two or three weeks, and then the world started to get fucky, and then it all crashed, and he couldn't reload the world anymore. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's basically endless, and, and that was back in the beta. Now it's probably actually endless. Huh. So. Um. Also, I know it's probably a net good for the universe that Notch isn't involved in Minecraft anymore, but it's fun to imagine. It's fun to imagine this guy who has just quickly become the prototypical toxic gamer being in a position of power here, absolutely getting in on NFTs, and then immediately it crumbling in the worst possible way around him. I mean, it, it's nice to think about, but, like, say what you will about Notch, but that man had, like, fucking unholy integrity to Minecraft. Like, every every single thing that he did was fucking, like, is this going to destroy my, my beautiful creation? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do not see a world where he'd, like, he, he's made billions. I don't think he'd be like, yeah. all right, I got to squeeze out an extra 100 million. Like, he doesn't, he wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, nah. Fuck this shit. Now, now let me like I don't know. Put some more coded racism somehow in there. Like not just just to show that I'm not trying to like literally coded racism. Racism made out of ones and zeros. Yeah. Uh, if one equals true, then uh, insert slur. I don't know. That's some fucked up shit. I don't know. I like to imagine. I like to imagine a world where. He he did the thing that happened to Seth Green, where he just invested too much of his money into into NFTs and then immediately got ripped off. That happens like three times to Notch before it happens to Seth Green in a different world. I think. Right. No. His his own. He definitely invested in NFTs. He just wouldn't want them like part of Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. No. Notch probably is an NFT bro. I don't fucking know. No. But I I also don't believe that fucking Seth Green story. I think that's totally like just part of like a marketing campaign like oh man my monkey was stolen but it's a digital monkey lol wouldn't you watch a show about this like i don't know because he had announced that it was happening before it got stolen and it has now subsequently been canceled where he said like i'm not doing the show got canceled yeah he said i'm not doing the project anymore because i don't have the fucking monkey the whole the Mm. whole point doesn't exist anymore um what, what was the show called um, I don't think it was ever titled. I think it was just Seth Green NFT project. Yeah, it sounds like he he got bought back though. Oh, I thought that he bought it back. And it I don't, I don't think he did. Hmm. Seth Green NFT TV show. Because I thought that it was like in production, like it was actually working. 
Yeah, Seth it's back Green in its rightful home. Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, dude, he's fucking. This is all marketing. I, uh, I just don't okay. believe it. I. I guess yeah. I had never quite connected that. I think celebrities getting in on NFTs. There's a non-zero chance people really into NFTs are just courting them for, uh, yeah, for the publicity of it. Like, dude, we'll give you an NFT that could possibly be worth thousands. Lull. But and like, just have the headline run that you have. An but NFT this is now. the worst possible publicity for it because he's saying someone stole the NFT that I own. This thing that's supposed to be secure and one of one. Someone fucking stole it from me and I had yeah. to pay more than what it was worth to get it back. Yeah, no, it's bad publicity for Bored Ape or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. but it's great publicity for his show. Yeah. That's oh, why I think okay. it's all it's all fake, like yeah, bullshit. It's it's like um uh yeah, like some guerrilla marketing uh, campaign just, for uh, just imagine Because we wouldn't have heard of this bullshit NFT yeah. cartoon unless yeah. like all this shit happened. Oh um, I don't know. Like, imagine a show about a guy who was driving his Ford Focus, and his Ford Focus broke down in the middle of the desert, and then he had to, like, survive on his own, with like, inside of the Ford Focus, but, like, took every opportunity to point out how fucking shitty this Ford Focus was, and how it's the reason he's stranded in the desert, and how he really wishes he didn't buy a Ford Focus, sponsored by Ford. Andrew, right. was it a Ford Focus that's alarm was going off for 18 hours outside your apartment last <laughs> no, night? No, it's a, it's a Honda Civic. It's still uh, out there? Yeah, no, it's fucking out <gasps> Holy yeah, shit! The, the guy just the guy just got there. The oh, he's there. Oh. Play by play. What? Give us a What's play happening? by play. What's happening? He, he's getting in the car. It's dead. The battery's dead. He's, he's trying to start it. <laughs> oh, please tell us that it just doesn't I think work. I gotta go yell at him out the window. <laughs> Do it. I, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Or no, no, wait, I'll do it. I'll do it through this. Window. Yeah, I was gonna say, do it out this window. We want to hear. Oh my god. <laughs> Your hey, car alarm went off for twelve straight hours. Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> All night long. <laughs> this best, is that's why long. about eight o'clock this morning it started to get quiet and then it turned off. I was kind of being helpful dead. about it. No, well, so that's why your battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> this is podcast dynamite. He's like, my battery's dead. I'm like, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Wait, what? I, never happened before he walked out of the building. <laughs> was he in there? Yeah. Someone might have it. just dropped him off. Someone dropped him off. He went into his apartment and then he went to go get groceries or something. And he's like, um, uh, the fuck? <laughs> well, this you is. You should a... have told him that there were people uh, enacting rituals around his car <laughs> trying to get it to turn off. Oh, God. I got to tell Jade this. Whoo. <laughs> she can he- listen back live. We're at like the 27 minute mark. That's when. <laughs> could you guys hear Andrew, him? could you hear him? No. No, I oh, okay. couldn't hear him. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. It went off no for one 12 told straight you. hours. He's you like, don't the know anyone dead. in the I'm like, well, that's why. Yeah. That's hilarious. He said I sorry a couple happened. of times. 
Well, yeah, I mean, look, he's right. not really in the wrong. No, like, he's he, not. He, he had no he idea. He went to someone else's happening. place. Yeah, yeah he, assuming the... he wasn't there. Right. Like, if he's no, like, no, there's no way. If he's if he's doped out of his gourd, and yeah. he's like just laying on his bed, like that's a weird you know, sound. He's, he's <laughs> like, just seemed like a regular guy. Yeah. Oh. No fucking clue. I love that. Wild. That, just as it, Lucas brings it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. Th- we we talked about it before the podcast started for context. For all right. you listeners out there, uh, I was up all night last night because a guy's car alarm right in front of my building <laughs> had been going off since 8 o'clock last night and uh, finally died around 8.30 this morning. Jesus. Yeah, and you at different points, people that lived in that building came out and were like going absolutely psycho and were like shaking the car and trying to break into I... it to stop it. It's literally some Skinner Bot shit, right? Mm-hmm. You just put animals in a place with a distressing sound, and before too long, they will go ape shit. There you go. Bad time. <laughs> it's, All the, right. it's the Duncan principle from Community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a Soul Train marathon tonight. <laughs> Um, speaking of TV, reboots for the Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends are in the works for some reason. Yeah, Powerpuff Girls has been in the works for... Oh, is this an animated no, no, this reboot? Is, this is yes. a cartoon. Uh, There's the another action. reboot of the Powerpuff They're Girls happening in... <laughs> animated and live action well, Powerpuff Girls I mean, side there, by side. There was like the uh, Teen Titans Go at the same time that the like live action titans show oh yeah out. right no huh. one watched either i assume true that was both warner bros huh i, I this feels like a threat like, powerpuff girls i kind of get powerpuff girls i see as yeah that was a big 90s thing that people who grew up with that are old enough now to maybe have a little decision making power in uh in hollywood Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was good, but never widely successful. That got two seasons, and that was it. Did it really only get two? I think so. Hmm. That's uh, wild. Two in a TV movie, I think, yeah. Two seasons in a movie. Two seasons in a movie! Interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I do know what's going on with Vic McMahon, who is mired in controversy <laughs> and retired... <laughs> Vic is, or is that Vic Magnolia? Magonia or whatever? Yeah, the fucked up Vic Magnolia. You, you combine two very problematic people <laughs> into one super problematic person. Vince McMahon, for clarity. Come on out, you rapist! Scowled <laughs> a pot there, Vince. Um, stepping down as the head of WWE, uh, that controversy is. God, well, he has always been embroiled in controversy. It was never totally clear how much of it was a work and how much of it was genuine. Apparently, a lot of it was genuine because, yeah, allegations of sexual assault and misconduct are now dropping left and right against this old man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was... He's really doing his best to... Uh, fucking pull up the ladder on the last helicopter out of Saigon. Like mm. he is, he is trying to escape with any semblance of his millions. Uh, he's like, maybe if I'm irrelevant, they, they won't continue. But yeah, now this dude's been committing heinous acts for 
like across two different yeah. centuries. Like, yeah. It's time to pay the piper. And uh can't believe it took this long, honestly. I was just giving the keys to his daughter and piecing out. Yep. Ugh, oh, up. is this like a... Uh, uh, who was uh, Putin's predecessor? Was it Yeltsin? Like a Boris Yeltsin to Vladimir Putin situation where he... In- Oh, you mean his lapdog? Yeah. Well, like the one that... Because Putin couldn't... There was a term limit or no, whatever. No, 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 no not that. Like the guy down. who was the prime the minister before. before Putin. Who groomed Putin specifically because he trusted him and knew he was the only person that would not yeah. go after him. It is him. Yeltsin. It was Yeltsin? Yeah, Boris okay. Yeltsin. Yeah. yeah. Yeltsin was Putin's mentor. Mm. And he's like, I'm going to put you in charge because everyone else is going to fucking fry me. You're the only one that can keep me safe after I'm no longer in power. Have y'all ever seen the um, uh, the fucking Khrushchev Pizza Hut commercial before? No! <laughs> Nikita Khrushchev, um, after the fall of the Soviet Union, escaped to the United States and just has lived like a pretty chill upper middle class life ever since. And back in the 90s... Uh, he appeared in a random Pizza Hut commercial as Nikita Khrushchev, like like a bunch of kids playing around, and all of a sudden they like bump into someone, and it's Nikita Khrushchev, and he's like, "Oh, you dropped something," and like helps them, and then that's the end of the fucking commercial. <laughs> like it's just like Khrushchev's at Pizza Hut. Like I genuinely don't even know what the point what the was. point was, but yeah, I think he's still like maybe his daughter too is like it's like a whole thing, but. Yeah, no, because he's still alive, right? No, no, never mind. No, he's no still alive. wait, I'm not thinking of Khrushchev. Who am I thinking? Gorbachev. Of? Gorbachev, the one with the the birthmark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally my fault. Yeah, no, Khrushchev was a, a piece of work. No, Gorbachev is who I'm thinking of. Who I think is still alive. Yeah, Gorbachev's 91, and he's just been like chilling in the U.S. for a long time. Like, just kind of whatever. Huh. I'm just hanging out. So. There it's. You go. I, I have it playing right now. They're leaning into the Russian imagery a lot. Yeah. And it, so it was not like a Russian Pizza Hut commercial. It was an American Pizza Hut commercial. No, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's an American Pizza Hut commercial. It wasn't it was Pizza like... Hut of Australia. I'm Don Mage. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Don Mage. Well, look, I'm Don Mage. And See, they're we all have franchisees. A, we, have, that... we have delectable treats that are... It's just pretend. Each Domino's Pizzas, oh. owned by a franchisee that <laughs> controls their own business to an extent, but still follows our guidelines. The fuck is oh Nick my Nutt? god, they are overtly political in this. Yeah, no, they are. It's a weird Oh my god, I... This, this advertisement is projecting that, hey, capitalism is good because we get Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wild. Yeah. Okay, oh, bold Gor- pizza. Gorbachev's a weird, a weird story. In yeah. The history of the world. On, on December twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, Gorbachev said the United States grew arrogant and self confident after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Uh, in an interview with a Russian news agency, he said that uh, relations between the U.S. and Russia are a great concern. After the 2021 United States Capitol attack, Gorbachev declared the storming of the Capitol was clearly planned in advance, and it's obvious by whom. Like, he's he's just pretty... He is... Like, 
He cashed his check and now he is just living his best life. Yeah. I He's just like I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll freewheel the fuck out of this. I... <laughs> this is chill. This is totally chill. He's like a newspaper columnist who's just Alright, better put my two cents in. That's right. Huh. Okay. He, he is, to this day, a staunch socialist yeah. and has claimed always that the Russian-Soviet uh, Union failed uh, because that Soviet, uh, socialism is not worthy of the name, quote-unquote, unless it was truly democratic. Like, just... Yeah, no, just like a democratic socialist who's just chilling and saying, like, hey, y'all, look, the United States may be slightly better than the Soviet Union, but boy... <laughs> Y'all got some issues too, man. Is Gorbachev chill? Is Gorbachev low-key daddy? What's going on here? Yeah, do I want to light up a blunt with Mikhail blunt rotation is Che Guevara, Gorbachev, and Hassan Piker. And uh, George Carlin. (laughs) Oh, Hassan Piker? No, yeah, swap out Hassan. Get get him in there. Fuck. Um, Did did y'all see Hassan Piker take down fucking Andrew Tate finally? No. Someone... Final. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I, with I, I know Tate. who he is. I saw him. I saw one tweet Ooh. that he put out about Andrew Tate, but and I also yeah, saw cause... the like part of the most recent interview that he did. Yeah, Fuck. Andrew Tate did the whole like, oh, bro, get off my dick. Like you just know everything about me because Hassan Piker came prepared to just fucking destroy him in a debate, and it just went exactly how you would have expected. Like when a kickboxer turned far right political commentator comes up against someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about and doesn't have like the stereotypical socialist attitude towards things where it's kind of like you know like the crying hillary supporter vibe like a no bro you're you're fucked dude like this this shit that you're saying is is just fucking lame hey man i know (laughs) that you were arrested in some eastern european country for kidnapping multiple women that's public right. record. I know that about you. In the middle of this debate, you you said to your 19-year-old podcast co-host who is sitting with his 17-year-old girlfriend that you were going to, quote, steal his bitch and uh, tried to get them to kiss on camera. <laughs> you are a nearly 40-year-old man. What? You automatically lose. <laughs> what is going on? What is no, going it, on with conservatives? What are their va- what do they think is good? Like not Right. G- Andrew I, Tate is at least like like we we talked last time about how like I don't understand how people like Ben Shapiro and fucking uh Tucker Carlson have somehow become like the face of uh-huh. this conservative take no Andrew Tate is the actual stereotypical like alpha male mm-hmm. fucking he, he started whatever. a cult but he's a fucking moron yeah no yeah. He's, he's an idiot but he started a whole cult that it's basically like you know the art of picking up women and turning them into your slaves like right. that kind of shit uh, Maria went down a rabbit hole of a, a, a single Christian women's podcast which is just a thinly veiled like female incel support thing I I don't this girl defined. <laughs> this might be girl defined. No, they're married. Oh, shit, I forgot. They're married to gay men, but uh, both of them are married. Uh, now? They, they even both... the one that was perpetually single. And I think was like, I, I yeah, no, they, they are <laughs> both married. Um, uh, and both of their husbands went through convert conversion therapy. 
and Ugh. were then afterwards paired up with them. Nice. Separately, this is a fucking nightmare. But, yeah, I guess I think I think that's a thing. Like, if you're gay and you, they put you through conversion therapy, they like pair you up with someone from the church, who you know is not ever going to find themselves a spouse and say, you guys are going to get married <laughs> to try to lock right. this shit in. Lock, <laughs> lock, seal in the straightness. Right, like yeah. Like, it's a Ziploc bag. You gotta, you gotta put the lid on uh, all that straightness that we put in you. Otherwise, it'll escape. It's such a weird... Such a weird horseshoe. Such a weird loop of... I am going to accuse the people I don't like of doing these terrible things that I secretly really want to do. I want to... <laughs> this dude, Andrew Tate, for all account and purposes, seemingly wants to groom and date a 17-year-old? Like, what's going on? How, how do you get there? He thinks you doth protest too much. Yeah, the, huh. the type of person who thinks that, like, I don't know, there's some liberal cabal of like pedophiles that are doing all this crazy sex trafficking like that really assumes that there's a lot of like not only pedophiles not Mm -hmm. only pedophiles who also like take the leap and do arguably the most like unspeakable crime that a human can do uh people that would also do that also rising to a position of power and are somehow like socially capable of like appearing somewhat normal to an outside perspective uh have enough money and then, in addition, have, like, enough of a network to, like, support that sort of thing. Those are the types of people that probably, uh, secretly <laughs> have all of those desires and are at least somewhere along that line, right, to actually achieving this uh, weird fucking world order that they believe exists. Yeah. I don't know, man. And then, reality, the people they're accusing this of, I, mainstream national uh, democratic electees, are just some of the most milquetoast people on the planet by a rule. Yeah. That's their whole strategy. It has been for the past right. 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Since fucking Nixon, the, the mainstream Democratic leadership's whole thing has been, we don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, yeah. <sighs> All right. We're jumping into the other call. And that's the whole Biden conundrum that they're running into yet again, where mm-hmm. they're like, he's... He's so ineffective and old and riddled with dementia, but he's also evil and running the whole world and making the gas go up and inflation. It's just like, I don't, you've been saying this since Trump. Like you've always had to weirdly toe this line, but like I'd, I kind of come to kind of agree with you on some of the one side, but like, how do you then get to have your cake and eat it too? And be like, but he's also just a fucking puppet master that controls everything and is, the most powerful, sick, evil, twisted mind on planet Earth. Like, you kind of just don't get to have it both ways, guys. <laughs> Gotta pick a lane here. Sometimes he has his lucid moments and becomes Professor X, I guess. Yeah, it just becomes a fucking brainiac. <laughs> like, playing 5D chess over there. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, except when he's not the most powerful mainstream politician, he's also the head of the deep state... <laughs> that, does that make sense, yeah. right? Can the president be the head of the deep state, or is he just the? St- does the deep state become the state at that point? President Biden, he's a head of the deep state, an organization that consists of two ruling body of politicians that are voted into power, who then vote publicly on 
<laughs> bills that come to pass and usually don't do anything and have very public presences and also are kind of just told what to do by a panel of nine people that they appointed. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to uh, this uh, recently added story, but we got another one that's in line with this. Uh, OAN removed from the latest major, uh, the last major cable provider. Ryan, I believe this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, so fucking finally, One America News was dropped by Verizon Fios, which is was the last major television provider in the United States that still carried them. Uh, for anyone who's somehow not familiar, One America News was the, like, hey, there's a market for <laughs> extremist, like, beyond Fox News level of uh, political punditry Mm -hmm. we are going to be that source and then alongside with newsmax which unfortunately still is carried by plenty of them uh was like we'll be the new one and then for like a hot minute kind of became like the main source of conservative like commentary for a bit before fox news kind of like circled the wagons and put down the insurrection by like no longer supporting any of like the 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 talent that was appearing on one america news and not like giving them any sort of platform anymore because they realized that they were probably cutting into their bottom line and giving them a bit of a bad name so yeah yeah it's been kind of dying a slow death thank god since then but it finally has been more or less banished to the shadow realm i and this is weirdly in line with what we were talking about uh, at the top of the pod. There absolutely is a market for that, but it is not to scale. There's a reason right. conservative alt-right YouTubers are so dominant in that space. That's the biggest platform they can get. Like, to make the jump right. to uh, TV, any kind of mainstream traditional media broadcast, That's it's not—it doesn't work. It doesn't work if the production costs are— above the one guy you have working a camera and an editor and maybe right. a couple of mods who are working for shout outs more than like uh, more likely than not so right if you look at one american news versus newsmax the reason newsmax survived is because it looks garbage like mm-hmm. newsmax's content yeah looks like a high level youtube production like it is not like one american news tried to basically shift the american political ideology farther to the right by taking fox news's ball and running to the right with it and fox news basically stiff-armed them to the ground and kept their ball and now it says no one moves crystal in the south valley but me bitch (laughs) and yeah banish them kind of yeah Sorry, you think boomers care about production value that is weird and scary to them yeah that graphic just was animated. I'm, I need to call my son and tell him that I have motion sickness. <laughs> I need to get him over here and have him turn off the motion smoothing on this TV. <laughs> um, circling back a little bit, uh, to Andrew, what's going on with The Last of Us Part One? Uh, I I put it in the wrong section before and just realized it, so I moved it back to video games. Um. Uh, briefly, very briefly, want to just talk about The Last of Us Part 1, the remake, quote-unquote remake, of The Last of Us mm-hmm. uh, that we talked about a while back, um, which we all knew was going to be bad, and I think I defended it slightly by saying it kind of sounded like they were remaking it from the ground up and were going to, like, add a bunch of gameplay mechanics and, like, 
kind of make it a new game, but with like the same story and cutscenes. That's not true. It right. is just by remade, it means they just retextured everything and added 4K graphics and maybe like higher FPS. And other than that, it's the same. Like there's no new gameplay mechanics. I think they redid all the cutscenes, but like from the same motion captures they had before. Um, and are just like scaling everything higher and adding better lighting. And other than that, like there's no new gameplay mechanics. It's, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> this it's, is so bad. It's my understanding that they did add some new accessibility features, which the, I'm the same sure ones that were in appreciate. the last was part two. And yeah, also right. very good. But they could have just patched those into the Last of Us, yeah, re, like uh, remastered. I without I, it, without knowing the technical element of it, uh, yeah, it does seem like this is all stuff that could have been added through. Uh, yeah, honestly, if it's an accessibility thing, maybe a free, free DLC. Patch. Yeah. yeah, but also like who who hasn't experienced the Last of Us in some form of an or another already that is going to jump on this opportunity. I feel like that crowd is totally satiated. There's no room. What's going on, Andrew? I heard it. He's, he's, <laughs> I heard something. He's jumping the car with the... And that caused the car. And the, yeah, as soon as he like hooked the batteries up, it started going off again. Oh, this is going to be interesting to edit. <laughs> this will be fun for me later. I'll, I'll be as quiet as I can so you can maybe just cut cut that parts out um uh, so long it, as i get a is it going right now I don't no hear no he i think he just oh, okay. we'll be it fine. we'll be fine um you gotta get a mechanic out there bud and out the window again <laughs> get a mechanic out there <laughs> you need a professional yeah you need to know how to do this i got a guy i can give you his number sure he might uh, kill you and take your wheels off your car <laughs> I got a guy. He's me. You go out and just start smashing <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, I can fix this. I pour hammer. gasoline onto his engine block <laughs> and burn it. Uh, and then last but not least in film, uh, the Rolling Stone reports that fake accounts and bots were widely oh, used in the campaign to have Warner Brothers release the Snyder Cut of the Justice League film, uh, to which my response is, no shit, uh, obviously. That... If bots are being deployed to win Donald Trump a presidential election, they're absolutely being deployed for dumb shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. These fucking bots, man. They gotta make it happen. That will take us into the meme corner. What? What is this one? This is new and scary to me. Oh, you haven't seen the Would You oh. Live in Gotham if rent was $300? No, I have not. Um, it's just a lot of like it's. It was one single tweet. Would you live in Gotham if rent was only three hundred dollars a month? And all the replies were like, how they would be just absolutely fucking toasted by Batman for doing like regular stuff. Like <laughs> Batman when he finds out that I used one, two, three movies, and then like a guy like <laughs> jumping through the window and kicking the shit out of a guy, or you know. Me when the Joker kills my roommate again for the third time this year, and it's just like a guy laugh crying. I don't know. There were some good ones in there that I can't remember off the top of my head. Basically, we live in such a hellscape that yeah, everyone would live in absolute would would prefer to live in absolute squalor than what we currently live in at four to five times the price. 
I was going to say, like, what uh, what kind of apartment are you getting for 300 bucks in Gotham? Yeah, I don't know. The tweet doesn't specify. Mm-hmm. What, what do you imagine? I'm imagining it's the same. Like, would right. you live in your current type of apartment if the rent was $300 in Gotham City? <laughs> would you bail? I mean... Maybe maybe for a year. Maybe, like, try it out, you know? It's like a semester abroad. Yeah. Right? Some people go and, like, live with their parents to kind of, like, try to build up their savings and stuff like that for a year or so. Lucas <laughs> moves to Gotham City. And is like, well, the rent, rent's so much cheaper. I can build up a little nest egg, maybe put a down payment uh, on some sort of condo in middle America. Yeah, I got to live like it's this. the purge every single day. <laughs> Dude, you won't put... I saw a polka dot man at the bar last weekend. It was wild. Real chill dude in person. I saw there was a really good TikTok that was like the one girl who doesn't get the purge and just pointing out all the like logistical impossibilities of the purge. It's just like, so what happens if I get killed at 1201, like on the next day? Like, how do they deal with that? How do they like make sure that it was exactly during the purge? Like, why are there so many people? Uh, immediately murdering people obviously like why are why are why isn't there more tax fraud during the purge like why why do more people be like you know what i've always wanted to see the eiffel tower i think i'll be in paris on the purge like why why is everyone stay around like gets out of their system like if i eat 12 donuts uh in one day i'm definitely still gonna want to eat a donut the next day if it's presented to me like (laughs) that that's a really good series of college humor videos yeah yeah purge was real life Mm mm-hmm all right, that takes us into the breakouts. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Super Eyepatch Wolf, created a video about influencer scams and what it's actually like to be a successful YouTuber. Uh, it's pretty good. Maybe it presumes that some of people's desire to be rich and famous is uh, inherent to the YouTube platform thing and not all seemingly creative ventures ever, but... Uh, yeah, good video. Good video that made me realize I, I'm, I'm just not fucking like most people because the idea of yeah, you're doing... You're built different. I guess I'm just built different. Maybe? Because the idea of doing like... Yeah, what Logan Paul does every day and then living that life, that is not appealing to me at all. But millions of people want that shit. Billions of Are people no... want money. Yeah, I was going to say, are there no other influencers that you can look up to that are very successful that you don't have to wake up every day and be like, holy shit, I'm Logan Paul? Because, <laughs> yeah, I think I might kill myself right. if I have to wake up as Logan Paul. Like, I, I genuinely don't know if my public image can ever be revived enough. Like, at the very least, I would change my name, take all my money, and escape to another country where hopefully i'm not recognized like there's no way that i could live my life as logan paul but let's look at some other influences out there that aren't logan paul that you could maybe emulate i don't know Mm. you don't have to be logan paul in order to be logan paul level successful necessarily that's fair but it, it did I don't know, yeah, a lot of the examples he brought up and pretty much every influencer course available is just Hey, here's how you can sell out 
maybe successfully, but here's how you sell out. No, there is nothing like sadder than all the people who are doing the exact same mm-hmm. shady, like kind of morally gray tactics to try to get ahead, and it's still failing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's there's awful. If you got to sell your soul, a, you better get something out of it. Right, you better actually get your your money's worth. There was a there was a big long post on like r slash Twitch of a like guy who fucking gave his all to be a Twitch streamer for like three years of his life, mm-hmm. and he like he had built up some savings in like a high level uh, like coding job and everything like that, moved to a more affordable like place of living, uh, rented just like a one bedroom apartment, and just poured his life savings into becoming a successful Twitch streamer. And just did every single tactic, took every single course, did all the collaborations, did everything. And at the end of the day, yeah, he just, he wasn't making a living. And no. he had been doing it all, like, he was just like, they tell you on Twitch in particular, you have to be very regular. I gave up every aspect of a social life that I had. I lost contact with almost every single friend that I had. Like, I basically just put it all on the fucking table and every stream i'd average 15 to 30 viewers like i just never broke through <laughs> and it was just fucking rough <laughs> it's to imagine yeah and uh, this is i hope you at least enjoyed it i hope you at least it doesn't sound like oh. it. he was miserable he was miserable for like the last two years like the first year he was like this is all gonna pay off oh. man like i'm i'm investing in myself and i'm investing in my dream and like my girlfriend's behind me through all of this and like my family's behind me and then yeah now here he is with just literally nothing to show for it and he's out of runway and he's just like i'm i'm going back to school to try to get my master's degree to make myself marketable because i can't explain a gap in my resume of three years by saying i tried to become a professional video game player like no no major uh tech firm is gonna hire me after that uh yeah i it you can't you can't dive headfirst into any of these creative fields without being cool with a very likely possibility that maybe this is only a hobby that brings in a negligible amount of money because right. that's how it works for most people and i'm not sure if you guys have ever seen the picture of the the miner who's like dejected i was just yeah, thinking the yeah, same that's thing the, yeah the diamonds are like literally a sliver <laughs> of dirt away like that and he's like that's what i was mm. like i that's why i stuck with it for three fucking years because it's like what if today is the day that some big streamer uh like shares my stream or something and my viewership jumps by 400 viewers in a single day like i'm my content is the exact same as like all these other people but like at the end of the day especially with twitch like viewers the average watch time of a stream is like three hours like you're these people's time has are already monopolized they don't have a reason to switch from a major streamer to you Mm -hmm. like you have to you have to fucking bring it especially (laughs) if the content is exactly the same dude you're just doing what they're doing but worse well arguably the same yeah what what point what reason do they have to switch right if it's exactly the same and you've already invested in. hundreds of hours in watching this one right. person why would you go to anyone else why that is exactly the same right he was like i upgraded all my hardware 
I was I was in 4K, like on the cutting edge, like when the the top streamers just started streaming 4K. I was there on the cutting edge, like because I you know worked in uh, tech. I had access to like the, the top of the line stuff. I was constantly like investing back into like any money that I actually did take in went straight back into reinvesting. Like yeah, no, just it's rough out there, hell. man. Yeah, yeah. No, you you can sell your soul and still not <laughs> break through. So, yeah. Or yeah, or you can take a thing that you genuinely enjoy, a hobby of yours, run it into the ground, trying to make it something that you can do for a living, and then lose both things. Yeah, <laughs> lose your source of income and something you genuinely enjoyed and had fun doing. Like yeah, the the idea that every hobby has to be a hustle now is some fucked late stage capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my big breakout. Anything from you guys? Or are we moving into the group chat? Um, what did I watch? I don't think so. Yeah. Most of my watch stuff is in the group chat. Fair. Still a FIFA boy. We're still two months away from FIFA 23, which at this point, yes, I will be pre-ordering. Yeah. Playing it from the beginning. My team is still elite. I'm still Nick Saban. Uh, getting slightly better at the game now. Oh. Starting to actually like win off of merit sometimes. And not just because my team is utterly stacked beyond all comprehension. But I don't know, man. The game is just fucking rewarding in a way that I've never seen in a freemium thing. Like You genuinely can progress. It's not that much of a slog to progress through uh the levels you don't have to invest your money like you like it's funny now because it's the end of the game and like they are trying to get people in people are showing their teams off after playing one hour like a lot of people in fifa do these things called road to glories where they just reset and try to build a new team from scratch and people are genuinely like Here's what it's here's what it's like now that they're like so they're pumping all these packs so crazily. Like I played one hour of FIFA. This is my team, and it's better than most teams from like two months ago. Like the the meta teams from two months ago are being eclipsed by one hour of gameplay. Like it's it's kind of cool. Like they they genuinely do allow you to progress in a way that shocks me. Huh. I thought that there would maybe be like a hard cap, like where after x amount of time not spending any real money they give up on you and be like okay this is someone who will never like will never get you know so there's no point in doing that but i think that they're also like you know this is someone that we want to buy the next game and if they don't spend a single other dime on ultimate team like that's fine we got their 70 for the game and that's worth it enough for us that we will allow you to have some sort of progression without it, paying any money, which is cool. God, it would actually be fascinating to see a revenue over time graph for a video game yeah. like FIFA. It's it's refreshing as fuck. That's all I know. Huh. Like when I got in and I was like, wait, hold on. I can like actually do this. I can like genuinely make this happen. The only time that I've ever gotten any sort of traction in an ultimate team was uh, in Madden 13, I think. I got like a good amount of traction because it was before EA really realized how to maximum squeeze people. You could do solo challenges and grind them out and make a pretty solid team. And um, NBA 2K19, 
because in NBA 2K19, there was a coin glitch that they never passed. <laughs> and I just fucking... <laughs> I would just run that coin glitch to the fucking ground Holy and shit. I just made the most super stacked team of all time. To this day, no fucking clue why 2K never went... Holy shit, we are hammered. Maybe just not enough people knew about it. Yeah. But like, it was fucking amazing, man. Like, I, I was huh. playing like a pay-to-win player without spending a fucking cent. I remember, and also they didn't have position locking in that NBA 2K. So my starting five was um, Shaq at the point guard. Okay. Uh, Galaxy Opal Shaq. Like, uh, super pumped up, like 80 overall three-point rating Shaq. Like, he could drill threes. <laughs> Shaq. Jesus. Uh, no, yeah, I had a, I had a five tower lineup. Uh, Giannis at the two, um, Manute Bull at the three, the tallest player in NBA history. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the four, and uh, I think David Robinson, the admiral, like the top three center of all time at actual center, like just running fives, basically seven footer. I was really, I was really. Waiting. And they could all drill threes, like they were god tier cards. And I was just bullying people, and they were so mad at me. And like then the very next two K, they introduced position locking, so oh. you could no longer just bully the shit out of people with this. Go- like they didn't change Shaq's animations, so when he shot a three, it was still like goofy as fuck and like all fucked up. But like you could just drill them like step back crazy threes and stuff. It was it was a fucking blast, I, but yeah, it was because I was a a pay to win player who didn't have to pay, and it was legendary. I was really waiting but. for you to say something like Arya Stark or Jake from State Farm <laughs> at the center. You joke, but um, what's it called? I think in FIFA twenty three they're introducing superheroes, and we don't know if it's like in Ultimate Team or if it's like in like kind of like a Madden arcadey type mode where it's like oh, and then you play as Spider Man in this arcade mode or whatever the, you know like shit like that but who knows fair so yeah that's that's still my life I, I i do need to check how many hours i played in fifa 22 literally for free <laughs> this is far and away the best uh dollar per hour if i'm uh sean pool <laughs> of any video game of all time like I'd, I'd be impressed well i guess there are some free to play oh uh like MOBAs and shit like that where maybe people have played more but like yeah. genuinely not spending a single cent on anything no battle passes no nothing and I'm like, sure there's plenty of people of that hours. play you know Fortnite or Apex Legends that just don't buy any of that shit without the battle pass at all yeah mm. I feel because like especially for Fortnite you buy it once and then you have the battle pass forever if you play it enough you know right like I'm talking zero I have spent exactly zero and I will never spend a single cent and i love that like that's so fucking rewarding to like just it, it genuinely and like maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of the psychology that like oh man you're beating us you're beating us at our own game as like they cash my 70 dollars for buying fifa 23 but like i don't know man it feels good it's like oh fuck you fifa like you want me to pay to buy this shitty pack i'm going to instead play for 12 hours to uh you know fucking grind out these rewards and make this make this pack for fucking free this is great so yeah is just a power bottom yeah is just an, yeah. oh my god you're totally screwing us right now yeah. we hate this you're so good wow you figured it out you figured out the solution i guess you beat us at our own game oh you'll be pre-ordering 
EA Sports Football 24 on the day? Oh, oh. yeah, that's probably a smart move because then you can like get some of those rewards again for free. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, moving into the group chat, biggest news I have: I'm two episodes into Severance. Same. Oh shit! Oh, that's awesome. Huh? We can have an actual discussion. What an effective and understated use of Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. Bert is not a fuck. <laughs> He's totally a fuck dude. I, yeah. Uh, it's Derek, right? That's the... Yes. Is it Derek? Yeah, Derek. Yeah, Derek. He's so fucking underrated. I've had so many co-workers that are just <laughs> Derek. Look, man, the, the finger traps are fun, but it's really more about what they symbolize. <laughs> I like to imagine my Audi lives in a houseboat. <laughs> you want to know why I think they're doing this? Ocean. <laughs> World got flooded. We have to sense where the eels are through the numbers <laughs> and destroy the eels. Yeah, it's actually Dylan. By Dylan. 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 Okay. Derek, but yeah, Dylan. No, we've, we've all known a Dylan and it's fucking amazing. And you guys are going to love his arc. Like, it's even better Irv thinks so. we're just taking curse words out of movies yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, oh. it is impressive can you imagine having that much dedication to a company that you like when you when you can think of anything that could like it could be that you're doing you choose to something that's like under underwhelming and like unfulfilling mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's 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 wild the different psychologies that take place I Oh, God. And, like, this is really good sci-fi. Like, it... uh, Black Mirror kind of ruined the pot for this kind of storytelling for a stretch, I think. Uh, But now we're past it. And, yeah, this is a really good central sci-fi premise that is so far really hinting at exploring bigger themes of humanity and capitalism and i fucking love that the founder of lumen is just a the guy. chad meme <laughs> just a guy with his strong jawline etched into stone and like i don't know if ben stiller yeah. had seen that meme or not but that is fantastic <laughs> that's a real guy by the way the the ultra chad guy so like people have spotted him out in the wild oh Oh, that poor man. Have you gotten to the... What is it? It's the room of... The, the wellness whatever. room? No, there's the wellness room. There's the... the break room? No, yeah, obviously the break yeah. room. Um, no, it, there's like a room that has like the history of Lumen and stuff like that. Oh, no, yeah. not not there yet. Okay, you're getting to that. That's That'll be fun. There'll be plenty of nuggets in that for you. Uh, so I'm going to try to ignore Ryan's reaction to this because she will know what's up immediately. Andrew, two episodes in, is... Uh, the, the the woman who is the boss of that floor it she is she severed or not? Mm, I've I've thought about that because Jade and I yeah. watched the first two episodes like a little over a week ago, and our schedules have just not worked where we've right. been able to watch anymore since then. And like that's something I've been going back and forth of. I'd say just through literary devices with the way that she's looked at Adam Scott's character. When mm-hmm. he, like, leaves and, like, how she's, like, getting involved in his life. I would say she's more of a plant. That she's there to, like, okay. keep an eye yeah. on him. And that she isn't severed. And that she does know what's going on. But but it could be either way. Um, the thing is, is that because we know that um, uh, he's the guy with the mustache who, like, 
Milchek. Milchek. We know he's yeah. not severed because he does go on the outside. Right. I would say that, like, maybe the boss is not supposed to be severed because she mm-hmm. talked... She told a story about her mother being an atheist. I mean, like, obviously, we... Yeah. One of those stories or both of them is bullshit because then she told a story about her mother being a Catholic on the outside but because she had a story to tell about her mother i would say she's not supposed to be severed so it's possible that she's using a turn of phrase there but the fact that she can tell a story about her mother makes me think that she is not severed. yeah that's what i'm saying right i'm on the same boat and that she not not just that she isn't severed and she's pretending to be severed but like the others know she isn't severed um, also, like, I'm not gonna lie. If I were in her position and a little more evil, yeah, I would fuck with this dude too a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're so oh, sweet. Yeah. You know, before my husband died, he said he was going to build us a house in heaven, along with a guest house for a man that I met. Like, oh fuck, I genuinely no idea how I would react to that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually like of all of, like the fantastical realism of severance there's some pretty grounded human interactions yes. that are like although that is heightened like 100 if i can see someone that, unironically fucking saying that, that i shit. think that's part of what really fucking gets you with this show is that yeah. you as the viewer know there's some fucked up sci-fi shit going on here uh, and all right. the people are so normal mm-hmm. yeah like well, so then, relatable in one way or another not not like relatable in the way that like you identify with them but relatable in the way that every single one of them is a regular person that could exist outside of this universe it's authentic yes that fucking i i'm being a little hyperbolic here but the episode one dinner without dinner between the professors made my fucking blood boil (laughs) one of the most distressing situations i can ever imagine myself in you know holy shit I forgot you still eat food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of, you know, this concept? You were a professor. I, I mostly taught World War One. You know, I heard people did not even call it World War One at that point. Why was that? Because <laughs> World War Two hadn't happened yet? Huh. Fascinating. Oh, fuck you, man. Holy oh, shit. The pseudo-intellectualism is so painfully real yeah. like the only thing worse than like the anti-intellectual movement of like yeah you're using them big words like i don't like you is someone who like kind of thinks they know the cadence but are there's just nothing there mm-hmm. man like they're just genuinely empty there's... they do not have personality they have just thought like they're almost a husk of yeah. a human who's just like i'll just say these words and regurgitate whatever the fuck but there's nothing I mean, there, it's, man. It's like, the Kim no Peele sketch of like, oh, I don't know, I never developed an identity, and yeah. I just say what other people say, but different. <laughs> oh right. god, there maybe maybe two people in that room were vaccinated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is plenty comfortable, but why are there three beds? <laughs> well, the trauma of changing a bed inflicted on a child is irreparable. If they understand <laughs> that the beds are there and they can transition. Once they reach of age, it's much easier on them. Jesus. Fucking hell. Oh, this is really... Fucking uh, Ben Stiller is a genuine talent. <laughs> I'm going to call that out now. He was fantastic in this. Um, 
I guess I'm doing a chapter by chapter thing by now. Chainsaw Man, we're doing a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The octopus guy who is probably gay from everything I can put together is back. Or maybe he's just smarter than me and knows not to fuck with a woman who is obviously evil. Octopus That's fine. Guy? I, yeah, I think he's gay. What octopus guy? Did I miss a chapter? Yeah. You read the most recent chapter, right? Yeah, where, like, I mean, chapter yeah. two, the most recent chapter. Yes. Chapter two? Yeah. yeah. No, the guy that showed up? No, that's the octopus guy. What do you mean, the octopus guy? The guy who can summon an octopus. Since when? Octopus. Is he from a different part of the story? Yeah. He showed up, fought the, uh, the, 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 the lesbian. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, fair. It'll come back to you. Uh, and then what we do in the shadows? Genie shenanigans and one or more people in a writer's in that writer's room definitely have kids because now they can write every annoying kid thing that they've been building up over their tenure as a parent. The fucking the Lego the Lego set it, stuff was was pretty painful. Like that was that triggered some <laughs> memories of my younger cousins for oh, sure. Oh, it like. And the most frustrating way, too, because that's an inroad. Meeting a kid yeah. who's into Legos and is like, oh, yeah, Legos, cool shit. And then finding out they're playing with Legos wrong is just, <laughs> oh, no. Guess what? Hey, Laszlo, guess what? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Yep. That exact phrase that's... is is that. That's what I remember. And then it would be the most banal, un, like, I, and again, like, now we're talking again about, like, a husk person. Like, someone who, this is a small child who has observed adults telling stories and thinks, oh, if I just, like, say sentences back to back, then it's a story and people will have a reaction to it. And then it, they were reinforced by their shitty parents because their parents enjoy the fact mm-hmm. that, like, the kid was just, like pretending to be an adult for a second and they're just like so last week i saw a dog and the dog was black but then it ran across the road uh and the road had just like they just put the lines down and then uh it went and there was a squirrel uh and then the dog went back to its house and it's just like holy shit i don't know how to tell you that that was the worst thing i've ever heard in my entire life like i I am I am so sorry. I don't want to reinforce this behavior. I don't want to be like, wow, sounds cool, bud. Like, what, well, what I, would a I, child's I, reaction to that situation be if you then said, okay, what's the point? What are you trying to tell me? You didn't, I've, you didn't I've, tell me anything there. I haven't said that, but I've definitely, like, expressed that I'm not, like, impressed by their story. Like, I'm just like, oh, Hmm. Uh. <laughs> and then just like move on like uh-huh. trying to give like a neutral like i'm not reinforcing this behavior i don't want to be a dick to a kid but like i'm not gonna butter you up after that shit story i'm so sorry. a story that i didn't tell on the podcast but told you guys uh recently about an intern at my company reaching out to me and like uh on linkedin asking about what i did and like like asking a bunch of questions about how my career path has gotten to where it is and then when I said, like, basically, what do you want to do? He responded with a uh, a voice message, a 30-second voice message explaining about how he doesn't want to, what you would call a career, and uh, it, which is understandable. But then, like, talking about how he's, like, integrated himself in this couple that is 
a bunch of money and they're going to help him retire early. And he's like forced his way in there so they can mentor him. Sure, and, sure. He's the one who was driving this dynamic. Yeah, right, Definitely. Right. I mean, he didn't say anything that made it sound sexual. Like, obviously, that's where my brain went. But he, he kind of phrased it in the way of like, yeah, I met these people and I like hammered at it until they agreed to like teach me their ways. But yeah, like, obviously, there could be something going on there. I didn't know how to interact with that. So after like a day, I just sent a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he then messaged back. I don't know what that means. Can you explain? <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, no he's. Oh, I don't know what you're trying to say. Up. Can you explain? <laughs> didn't say anything. Oh, you gotta just send the eyes, like the the eyes looking like, oh, bro. Yeah, that's something you tell your closest friend. That is not something you tell a recent LinkedIn connection yeah. that you're trying to get career advice from. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was... No, that's uh, a lovely story. Je- uh, like, the, the exact same. This guy saying something that I do not want to hear. And then just going like, okay. okay going, what do you mean by yeah, that? Unfortunately, I don't have any experience ingratiating myself in an elderly couple, hoping that they'll die in 10 years so I can get some of their will money. Like, I don't have any experience doing that, bud. Can't help you. So, like... The people who are big into, like, this whole idea of mentors or whatever dynamic this dude has supposedly set up with these people, do they, is, like, everyone else in their life boring? Like, there's no other more organic resource that they can talk to to, like, get career advice? I mean, that, that that's exactly what's happening? That's exactly it. Okay. You know how many times I've heard from people either at work or just in other like networking spaces where they always say, find yourself a mentor, someone that can help teach you life skills and like get you connections. I'm like, you're talking about friends, get fucking friends, reach out to people from in your family that, you know, people that your family knows, like learn from them. Uh, maybe have them set you up with an interview because that's just how things work nowadays. Find a mentor you think you're going to, like, bump into Jeff Bezos or an equivalent at a coffee shop and he's going to teach you the ways of business and give you, like, life experiences that no one else is going to be able to? Just, what are you, what is your life like? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, look, that's still what I'm holding out hope for. Uh. I can stomach one... One single interaction with Elon Musk, with Elon and then Musk, you can ask him for where five I can million dollars yeah. to give me five million dollars. Inflation's up, man. You got to ask for at least seven at this point. <laughs> I'm. I'll, I'll start low, and I'll. I'll do my best with that five. And if I have to, if I have to go back to work as a seventy-five-year-old because the nest egg ran out, <laughs> fucking. So, and as a seventy-five-year-old in the climate apocalypse with uh, the at that point seventy-third pandemic outbreak, like. Yeah, at that point, the shotgun is the best retirement plan. Like, I'm, I'll be good. I'll have made it. I didn't fucking uh, have to have to work during that time. It'll be cool. That's what I. That's that's. Look, am I? Is it the same as buying a single lottery ticket so that I can dream for two weeks that I'll somehow win? Yeah, but keeping the hope alive. I. Hmm. Hmm. At this point, I think my best way of getting five mil from Elon Musk is 
to tell him, hey, if you give me $5 million, I will just beat Elden Ring for you so you can stop lying about it on the internet and everyone calls you out for it. Oh, did he do that? He's been doing that a lot. He, what, do you, what does he lie? I'm curious. He tweeted out that he, I forget if it was he got to uh, the super boss or if he beat the super boss, uh, Melania. And then the picture he shared was just the top Google result when you Google Elden Ring Melania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really does think he's playing like 5D internet troll tr- like chess. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just a mid internet troll who has the most amount of money and a big following of people that comment on his shit with better memes that he could ever come up with that he can then crop and remove their names from and post himself right he's He's got a troll army he's stormfront he has enough money he could do a new blair witch he could actually fuck with people fuck with society and he's settling for being weird on twitter i yeah, yeah, whatever. Doesn't have creative vision, man. Like, no, he's not able. None of the, none of the like the cleverest troll things that he's ever come up with are not his. He's taken them from right. other people. Yeah, God, could you imagine if that's your full time job? Being Elon you imagine troll. If you just had a, yeah. If you just had a few million dollars and your life was set, and you could just set up elaborate schemes <laughs> to go viral and fuck with people for the rest of your life. Like, obviously, you know, we're, like, better people, so, mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't be horrific and scarring these people, but, like, you could just, oh, my God, the life you could live, it would be so fulfilling, <laughs> like, so rewarding to just genuinely fuck with people in, in like, harmless ways that, like, brings joy to other people when you film it, for example, like, you could be a, a good YouTube prank channel, <laughs> Yeah, so I have this bit where uh, I'm at a coffee shop. Uh, I ask people to watch my stuff as I go to the bathroom. But then I just leave, and then they get a new Apple laptop and a wallet with $300 in it. That's the joke. Right. This is the bit. I, I, I walk around the city until I find someone who is crying in public, and I, <laughs> I pretend that, like, I don't know, I, I dropped my wallet in front of them. And then whether they keep it or not, I <laughs> I give them all the money in it. Like, yeah. Just that's it. Ah. That's your life now. Mm. It'd be great. Oh, well. Oh, well. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. You got that dragon sickness. You just want, you want your pile to get higher. Increase your hoard. That's what it's all about, baby. <gasps> Smog is a metaphor for greed. I don't know if it's a metaphor if they speak it plainly in English. (laughs) Smog's a greedy son of a bitch. Yeah. So much so that he's immune to the ring of power. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Think about that, everyone. Think about that until the next podcast. But thank you all so much for listening to episode 191, which will almost certainly be titled... Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I don't know which of these I'm going to go with. Maybe I just sent a thumbs up. Eh, he's got a Twitter. It's prote- eh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out in post. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, support us on Patreon. Join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. 
voluntaryviewing at gmail.com is the email. At V2 underscore podcast is our Twitter account to follow us there. And follow me, at Lucas Writer on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Hope you're having a great summer, everyone. Good luck staying cool, and talk to you next time. <laughs>